episode of the Hashtag Will Travel podcast, powered by Hawaii Magazine. I'm Kevin Allen. I'm Catherine Toth-Fox. Thanks for tuning in again. Mm-hmm. And we're actually in the uh, ESPN Honolulu studios right now. We're going to give them a really good shout out because they're letting us record in their much quieter space. <laughs> Um, that is very professional, and they set us up with some nice chairs and a nice space to record in, and a great view. I know we have a of view. Honolulu, That's amazing. Of a parking garage, but no, it's a really nice. No, but I nice can see parking. mountains. Yeah, no, you can see the mountains. That's in the a back. wine eye range. You can see the skyscraper complex, hotel complex. That's in. not a skyscraper or a hotel. It's our version of a skyscraper. Oh God. And we have a special guest with us yes, today. Yes, we do. John Clark is here in the studio with us. Hi, John. Hello. Hey, John. Yay. Hello. So I'm going to give a brief um, intro to John. I'm sure all, many of you probably know his name because he's written so many books that are just part of everybody's sort of library at home. John Clark was born and raised here on Oahu, correct? Yes. Okay. He started surfing in 1954 at the age of eight. And good thing I can't do math, so I don't know how old you are. 72. <laughs> 72 years young. He's been a lifelong surfer ever since. After two years in the Army, he became a city and county of Honolulu, Honolulu lifeguard and was stationed at Sandy Beach. Probably saw a lot of neck injuries. That's a gnarly beach to be stationed there. Yeah. We'll talk about some stories over there. At sure. Sandy Beach. Okay, sorry. In 1972, he joined the fire department and after 33 years, retired in 2005 as deputy fire chief. He is the author of 10 books on Hawaii beaches, surf spots, and shoreline place names that are published by the University of Hawaii Press. I used to work there. That's how I knew you, actually. At UH Press? Mm-hmm, when, I was a, when I was a student at UH. What did you do? I worked in the office as a student helper, oh, right but I would get all of your, all the orders would come in and oh. I would see your name all the time. That's how I was first introduced to you. <laughs> and then my parents had your your books at home. Very good. Yeah. So I've supported your lifestyle. You're you welcome. <laughs> anyway, so John's here. We're going to talk to him a little bit about, well, it's sort of self-indulgent, really. Yeah. It's about surfing. It's about surfing, which is something that Kat and I love to well, talk about. Well, the three about. of us do. Yeah. You do love to talk about surfing, right? I do. I, I'm like you guys. I'm a lifelong surfer. Right. So we're going to talk about what I think what we're both interested in are, are how the surf spots get their names. Sure. Yeah. So a lot of surf spots that we go to on Oahu have names that aren't the original Hawaiian names because yes. a lot of them do have the Hawaiian names. Yes. And, then, uh, and we don't know why they're called what they're called. Sometimes we've made up. Haven't you made up your own surf spots? I've made up my own surf <laughs> like spots. Like all the time, right? Yeah, because sometimes you go to a spot that's like not super well known right. and you don't see that many people out there. Right. And you just, I know. you got to call it something. Right. So I definitely make up my own names. I do. Like you time. look at a you look at the shore and you see like Chevron and you're like Chevron's. Oh, the Chevron. <laughs> right? You just put the word and then you put the, word, the letter with S, an S at the end. Right? Yes. And that's a yes. surf break. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, well, I don't know. Where should we begin? Um, Let's talk about you growing up here surfing. Where was, did you grow up surfing? Yeah, I was going to ask, like, you know, you started surfing in the 50s, yeah? Like, yes. What was that like? Not as many surfers out. I was going to say. No leashes, wooden boards. The foam boards hadn't even arrived yet. Oh, wow. So anyway, I started surfing at uh, Canoes in Waikiki. That was in 1954, like you mentioned, Kat. So anyway, that's actually got what got me started on place names, especially of surf spots. After I'd been surfing there for a little while at Canoes, I figured out the spot got name because outrigger canoes come out there to catch waves right. with the guys on the boards. Mm-hmm. So from that time on, I've actually been collecting the stories behind the names um, just as a personal interest. Mm-hmm. So that, that got into all of the 10 books that I've written, the Mo'olelo, the stories behind the names. So pick your spot and we can go from there. Oh, man, don't do that. Well, okay. 
Okay, so what is the original name of canoes? Is there a Hawaiian name for that brand? There is. It's Kaupuni. 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 What does that mean? Kaupuni means the favorite, like oh. the favorite spot. Oh. Was it I, a I favorite spot that. among it like, was. royalty? or a royalty loved it. That oh. was their spot on this whole island. Huh. In fact, that was one of the most favorite spots in all of the eight Hawaiian islands. I believe it. Have you never surfed at canoes before? I've never surfed anywhere in Waikiki. That is, <laughs> canoes is a great And that way. is very much on purpose. I, because of the crowds, I but I love like canoes. Crowds. I mean, and it's interesting because you'll see pro surfers in the lineup. You'll see Kelly Slater. Yeah. You'll see Rob Machado in the lineup at canoes. Yeah. Which people don't believe me when I say that, but it's true. I've always wanted to go out to like threes, you know. That's a good way. Way out there because I feel like the crowd's less, a little less hectic over there. Um, no? I don't know. Just, just the opposite, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. That they say that's like the closest to the a North Shore wave on the South Shore, uh-huh. besides bowls. I think bowls and threes. Really? Yeah, it's a pretty strong. Have you been out to threes? Oh yes, I used to surf it a lot in my younger days. I like threes. It's a nice wave, it a is. nice right. It's a nice right, but see, I'm goofy. Oh, so you're going backside? Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you both regular? I am. Yeah. Oh, I'm goofy. outnumbered. You skate goofy? But I surf regular. <laughs> it screwed me up for life. It's really interesting, though, that like a lot of these surf spot names actually do have like Hawaiian names. Mm-hmm. You know, before Western Contact, obviously, a lot of the Hawaiians had to call these spots something. Um, I'm going to say a spot on the North Shore that like not a lot of people know. You know so Rubber he Duckies? Grew, he yes, grew up on the North Shore. Just, yeah. No one knows Rubber Duckies. It's like a, I don't, it's a spot near Pupakea that I love. Um, it's like where my dad taught me how to surf. Does that spot have a name? A story? A story yeah, just behind a story. Because I want to know why it's called Rubber Duckies. Why is it called Rubber Duckies? Because there's like a lot of rocks there. It's not like <laughs> a super safe spot or anything. Okay, it's real simple. Uh, rubber Duckies is a surf spot in Pupukea Beach Park, right? Uh-huh. And the portion of Pupukea Beach Park where Rubber Duckies is, is called Three Tables. Yeah. So Rubber Duckies is just on the north side of those three reef tables. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when when the surf is small or when during the summer months, it's a family beach and people go there with their kids. Yeah. So with all of their beach paraphernalia, they bring little rubber duckies for the kids to play with. That's why it's called rubber duckies. And that's why it's called rubber duckies. Yeah. It is. Man. I've been surfing there my whole life. And now you know. We've <laughs> closed your circle. Finally. You're welcome. Finally. Finally. What is the, you know, speaking of the North Shore, there's a break called Gums, yes. right? And I've heard conflicting stories about why it's called Gums. I've heard dumb stories about okay. it. It's a dumb story. Oh, is I, it? So me? No, yours, no. It had to do with a guy without teeth. That's right. Is that well, true? Yeah, and he wore dentures. Is that, that cannot be true. Is that true? Randy Rarick. I'm going to point the figure at Randy Rarick. Oh. You know, the, who mm-hmm. helped to start the Triple Crown. Of course. Hemings, right? So anyway, Randy told me the story. And what you heard is accurate. There was a guy <laughs> that used to surf the uh, shore break at Ehukai, uh, you know, Ehukai Beach Park. And that's where Gums is, right? Mm-hmm. It's the right at Ehukai Beach Park. So anyway, um, he had dentures, and he got hit in the mouth with, with his board on, on a radical wipeout, and he lost his dentures. So everybody was teasing him, and they just called the spot Gums, after that it's so fun. I didn't believe it when I heard that. That's so wild. How, <laughs> do you, how do you find the origin to all these, like, break names? Like, how is it just through stories of other people? Or, like, what is, like, the research that kind of goes into, like, finding these stories? It's real simple. So I paddle out in the water, Kevin, and I see you out there, and I go, what do you call this spot? 
And then you tell me, and yeah. then I ask you, well, why did you guys call it that? Oh, okay. And we go from there. Uh -huh. But anyway, just real quick, go back to my early days at Canoes, figuring out that canoe surfers are out there or canoes are catching waves. Mm -hmm. So I started collecting all of that information since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And when I got into writing my books, then I would actually go out and seek it out. I'd go out and talk to people and interview surfers. So I have a book that's called Hawaii Place Names, and I try to identify every single surf spot in the Hawaiian Islands. There's about 500 of them. Wow. And really? I, I tried to get the mo'olelo, the stories behind every name. Mm -hmm. So I not only did this for Oahu, but I did it for all of the other seven islands, too. Oh, wow. Did you ever run into any, like, pushback against that? Because I know people like to keep their surf spots on the down low. When I wrote Hawaii Place Names, I signed a covenant with every person that I interviewed. And the covenant was that I would not put any maps in the book. Oh. That's smart. That's smart. And that's I told everybody that, too. Oh. No maps. Yeah. No guides to the spot. Yeah. Just the name of the spot. Rubber duckies. Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. So do you have a favorite story or a favorite name of a surf break the, that you've come across? <laughs> There's, there's another interesting name, uh, like Rubber Duckies, mm -hmm. and it's the one that I get asked about most, and it's Pray for Sex. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. So anyway, that's that's out in uh, the Waianae Coast, right yeah. out on the west side, and it's actually at Makua, mm -hmm. at the south end of Makua Beach. Anyway, there's a, there's a big rock at the end of the beach there, mm -hmm. and back in the 1960s now, somebody spray-painted Pray for Sex on that rock. So that name's been there for years and years and years. But what it was, it was a takeoff on a popular saying among the surfers at the time of pray for surf. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> now, anyway, I get asked about that spot, pray for sex, and it's a surf spot. It's a very weird name. Is the rock still there? <laughs> the, rock. the rock is still yeah. there and the words are still on Okay. It. I always thought it said pray for sets. That's what, I, that's what I hear. Now, every time I tell the story <laughs> that I just told, the surfers nowadays t uh, say that it came from pray for sets. Mm -hmm. But back in the 60s, we didn't use that terminology. Hmm. Huh. We didn't use set terminology like you guys do today. Right, right, right. Really? Oh, what, kind of, what kind of terminology, like what would you guys call a set? Just waves? No, or? just a set of waves, but we didn't talk about set waves. Oh, I see. And we didn't talk about praying for sets. Uh -huh. It was pray for surf. Yeah. And it just evolved into Pray for Sex. Are there, have you come across surf break names that have changed? So it was called, I mean, I'm not saying the the Hawaiian names have changed, but like a place that was called, sure. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it that changed. Happens, that happens all the time. Like, give me an example. Okay. Let's stay on the west side, out okay. on the Waianae Coast. The trains, the ORNL trains used to run around this island from about the 1890s until 1947. And when they went down the west side, they went all the way to Kaina Point, made a right turn, and then went back to Haleiwa. Oh, that'd be nice. I wish I could, yeah, take, a, I wish I could take a train out oh, of that Kaina Point. It would have been so nice if they'd kept the trains. Oh, I just drove to Yokohama Bay yesterday to try no, to catch some No, the surf. other day. The other day to try to get some surf, and they closed down Yokohama Bay because oh. the waves were too. It was wow. What does it have to do with the train? Well, I wish I could just take a train down there. <laughs> that would, exactly. Dude, that would have made my life so much easier. I, would wait, I wouldn't have wasted, like... 
60 miles worth of gas. Oh, you, know, you know who used to use it with the fishermen, the Ulua fishermen? Oh, oh right. yeah, that's that smart. makes sense. They'd jump on the train in Honolulu. The train would drop them off at Kaina Point or Yokohama, anywhere along the road, and then pick them up on the way back. How long would that take? Like The train ride out to Kaina Point was maybe, what, an hour? Really? No that's, traffic. That's so good. Why do we need a rail? We should just get a train again. If I the know. train had been here, we wouldn't have needed the rail. That's true. That's wild. Okay, but anyway, getting uh -huh. back, back to your question. So, in every little community, Nanakuli, you know, Maili, Waianae, there were depots, train depots, and it, which is just a train stop. Yeah. So, I would say Nanakuli Station, something like that. So, the one in Nanakuli, um, the train depot was right at was right at Farrington and Haleakala, that okay. intersection. And that's where the little shack was. So people started calling the beach across the street, Depot Beach. Okay, remember now, <laughs> this is going all the way back to the early 1900s, right? Depot Beach. Mm -hmm. And that Mo'olelo, that, that story behind the name of Depot Beach has now been redone and people call the spot deep holes. Really? And if you ask them, why are you, what's the name of the spot? What's the story? They say there's a lot of deep holes in the, in the bottom of the surf spot. But that, is that true? Are there deep holes? I have no idea. That is That's fascinating. Funny. So it's just kind of bastardized. At some point, words just, it's like a game of telephone almost. Sure, right. sure. Wow, that's well, really interesting. Well, tracks might not have been called tracks either. It's tracks now because there's tracks there. There's railroad. Uh, right, that right. was from the railroad. But I mean, prior to that, was it called tracks or was it called something else? You know, because now there's just tracks. Yeah. I don't know. The Hawaiian name is Keone Oio. Keone Oio. And what is that? Ke is, is the, mm -hmm. One is sand, like sand beach. And OEO is the fish, the bonefish. The bonefish. Oh, wow. Are there bonefish there? Bonefish like sandy areas. That's where they congregate. Mm. So when the Hawaiians named it, there must have been OEO congregating mm -hmm. there. I don't imagine there now, but. Yeah. Are there new surf breaks or, or surf breaks that don't exist? For example, Magic Island used to have a surf break out there, right? Garbage, Garbage hole. hole. That yeah. was my spot. Garbage hole? Yeah. Magic Island? You know yeah. where they built that lagoon? That, yeah. They didn't have that before. Oh. In fact, that was. There's Bomburas right there. Bomburas is west of the tip of Magic Island, right? Um, that, that what's that surf spot that you just paddle right out from Magic Island and when the waves are big on the south shore? Right there? That's yeah. Bomburas. That's Bomburas, right. yeah. This so, is. But there was a surf spot in Magic Island. No, not in. I mean, outside of. It still breaks. You can still see it coming it in. It does. But you know where the break walls are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond that. So there, that didn't exist before. Oh, interesting. In fact, Save Our Surf started because they were going to develop yes. that whole area and would have destroyed all those breaks uh -huh. out there. Anyway, but yeah, so are there other spots like that that don't exist anymore or that have are new spots because of, I don't know, sand shifting or development or anything the main spot that got destroyed was garbage hole and that's it was right on the edge of the boat channel and like you said the tip of magic island all of those boulders right at the very tip um they went right into the surf spot so on the super big days now it breaks mm -hmm. but it's really not rideable i mean you see the peak come up and then it's right on the boulders yeah can i ask how it yep. got its name sure garbage hole 
Garbage Hole. <laughs> That's an interesting name. I can imagine. Okay, <laughs> picture picture Magic Island, right? You yeah. got the parking lot, uh -huh. and then you have the whole park and the lagoon out in front. Okay, none of that existed. That's all landfill. Oh. And it's so all landfill. that w that was the island. That was the Magic Island. That landfill. So oh. prior to that. That's so interesting. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is early '60s that it got the landfill got dumped in there. Really. So anyway, when the Alawai, when the Alawai Canal flooded yeah. and all of that trash came oh. firing down into the ocean, gross. It would it would end up it would end up in a huge garbage pile. Wow. You know, just like the what witch's is it? brew. Pardon? Like witch's brew. Oh yeah, like witch's brew at Hanama Bay. Mm -hmm. You're right. Exactly like that. So anyway, right where the Magic Island parking lot is now would be this huge, huge pile of garbage, all from the mountain streams. Mm -hmm. And it would just sit there. Now you gotta remember in the 60s, we're pre-leash, right? We're not surfing with, uh, with leashes on. Yeah. So if you lost your board, it went right <laughs> into the garbage. <laughs> so every time you chased your board, you were swimming, you were swimming through all of these tree trunks and branches oh and whatever else came down. So that was the garbage pit of garbage hole. <laughs> Fascinating. You're very spoiled. I'm Kevin. very lucky. Yeah, you are. I'm you very are. lucky. I'm glad we have uh, adopted leashes, <laughs> even though I actually serve without a leash, kind of more than I should. How? I mean, I'm sure you've seen so much. You know, you've been surfing since the '50s. How have you seen kind of surfing evolve? Like, I'm sure you must have seen all of the big movements, the momentum generation, all that kind of stuff. In my the shift to yeah, shortboards. Yeah, exactly. So in my mind, uh, the first really big innovation was wood to foam. Mm -hmm, that when makes the, sense. When the foam boards came in in the mid-1950s, that changed all of the dynamics of surfing. Oh, yeah. So by the early 60s, the wood boards were gone and everybody was riding foam. But we were riding long foam boards. Yeah. So anyway, the short boards come in in the, in the late 60s and early 70s, and then that transition happens. So, and the other one, uh, which we just talked about a second ago, is the leash. Oh, yeah. So between leashes and foam boards, mm -hmm. the surfing just was totally revolutionized. Was there pushback against leashes? Because I feel like no, people... No, not at all. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. People loved them. Because every time you wiped out, you had a major swim. You're wasting time. That's you're true. Wasting you're wasting time, you're wasting, wasting time. waves. Every time a clean-up set comes, you don't just get to roll off your board and have it back. Yeah. That's right. You're, you're gone. You're wow. swimming. I feel like, yeah, leashes were adopted. And now there's, there is some, like, there's a cool factor of not wearing a leash, which yeah. I think is ridiculous. I mean, I don't care. Don't wear a leash. Wipe out. Go swim. <laughs> Take 20 minutes out of your session. That just gives me more waves. Exactly. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Although I will say having a leash makes me definitely more... Not confident, but I'll take off later. Yes. I'll you can take go off for and more wait. risks. Right. As opposed to when I don't wear a leash and I have to think about it a yeah. little bit. <laughs> you know? You're just more cautious. So that's that's what helped to change surfing. Mm -hmm. All the all of the moves and activities, the dynamics that were going on in skateboarding and snowboarding, with a leash and a shortboard, yeah. you could transfer all that to the water. I was gonna say at some and point boards got pretty short too. Boards got super short. They're even super short right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you ride a pipo. I do ride a pipo board, that which, which is a wood body board. Yeah, right? with no fins. No fins on the board. It's no just, fins. It's just flat wood. Wow. So no when fins. did you make the transition from surf, like long boards, or surfing to pipo boarding? 
And that's a totally different That's like a thing. whole different sport. It is. I've been riding pipos on and off from when I was small. Oh, wow. But I got into it uh, really a lot when I retired from the fire department. I had a really, really good friend who was just a super avid pipo rider. And when I retired, he insisted <laughs> that I had to come ride pipo with him. Really? So he made me a board, gave it to me, and said, Oh, he made go. you a board? He did. He's actually made me four. Oh, wow. So anyway, his spot, his spot to ride pipos besides Makapu, was Publix in Waikiki. Mm -hmm. Okay, because you kind of don't want a super steep wave when you're riding a, a poipu board, yeah? Yeah, the pipo. Pipo, poipu. Poipu, that's poipu. a city in Hawaii. I'm thinking Hawaii. of the city. Excuse me. Oh man, that's oh. a beach on Kauai. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, pipo, P-A-I-P-O. Mm -hmm. uh, you're right. Pipo boards don't like vertical waves. Yeah, you kind of want the takeoffs anyway. Gentle but wave. You do. You want it gentle or or just kind of uh, not too pitchy on the takeoff. Mm -hmm. But once you get into it, then you fly. Do you prefer it now? I go back and forth between a longboard and a pipo, just depending on... Conditions. Yeah, conditions, and if I want to do upper body or lower body. Yeah. Do you wear fins when you go out? I do. Oh? I do. With the, the pipo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the pipo. Uh-huh. I don't sense. I don't stand up on it. Uh, yeah. On my pipos, I only ride them prone. Oh, okay. So... Wait. Oh. That's okay. That's okay. It's the surf check calling. Uh-huh. Yeah. How's, how are the waves looking? <laughs> it's my son checking in. <laughs> go, go. <clears throat> so are there any, do you have a favorite spot, the name of a favorite spot, or the story is your favorite story um, on Oahu of a surf break, or it could be a beach or anything that you just love, you love the story behind it? There's a, you know, we were talking a minute ago about the, the, <coughs> the steepest surf spots, the most radical big wave spots, and mm -hmm. you mentioned threes and bowls. Mm -hmm. But there's another one that's straight out from the aquarium. It's called Castles. Oh, yeah, Castles. Oh, yeah. And Castles only breaks when it's super big. It's got to be like at least six to eight foot faces plus. Mm -hmm. And that's a really heavy duty wave. It really pounds. But anyway, the Hawaiians love that spot because it's a second reef break and there's no reef. You're just way out in the middle of nowhere. But the, there's a Hawaiian legend be, uh, behind the Hawaiian name of that spot, which, that spot, which is Kalehua Vehi. So Ka is the, Lehua is for the Lehua flower. It was uh, in honor of a Lehua Le, and Vehi re means to remove. So the legend goes like this, just real quick, real quick. Yeah. There's this guy and this girl that start off at canoes and they paddle together and they're just paddling, talking stories and they end up out at what we call castles today. But anyway, the guy's wearing a lehua le, a lelehua. So the girl asks him for the le, he takes it off and gives it to her. And then they decide from that gesture that they're gonna name the spot Kalehua Vehi. And that name, that name appears more than any other uh, Hawaiian name of any surf spots in Hawaii, Kalehuawei. That name appears more often than any other name. Really? Why? Because yes. it doesn't break that often. No, it doesn't, but it's a special place. Hmm. And it's, it's kind of regarded as the epitome of surfing. Oh, uh, wow. Not only for Waikiki, but for all of the Hawaiian Islands. Really? It's like the spot. It's this the magical, super big spot that you could ride on the old style boards. Oh, you could ride from castles into 
Kunas into yes. queens. Yes. I've never I've never actually served at castles. That when it's that big, it's, now I want to. It's too big. It's people, big. They're, they're, I like big. Yeah, people wait for it. They're, yeah. There's a whole group <laughs> of castle surfers that just wait for that. Spot. Really. And it's called castles because the castle family uh, in the the late 1800s built a three-story home on the shoreline there. Oh wow. So you think about it, a three-story home in the late 1800s, early 1900s. I mean, that was the landmark, right? Yeah. So people j people lost the name Kalehuavehu and just started calling it castles. Castles. That's what we still call it today. Right. You see a lot of that where there's a, a landmark on the land. Yeah. Or it's a it's a family who lived at Tongs is a good yes. example. Kaiser yeah. is another yes. example. Yeah, I like the ones that are kind of random, though. <laughs> Those that are like, kind of uh, weird. Like tuna can, right, yeah. in Monolua yeah. Bay in Hawaii Kai. Why do they call it that? There used to be, a, uh, that's tunas, and some guys call it akus. Oh, akus, you know, yeah. You mm -hmm. know, like either or Hawaiian or English, right? But anyway, there was a guy that used to surf out there in the 70s, and um, Nobody surfed this spot, tunas, because it, it breaks right on the backside of a super shallow reef. Mm -hmm. And you can just get destroyed on that reef, especially at low tide. Yeah. Anyway, this guy, this guy they, other people would be surfing more east, like up towards um, like turtles. turtles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they'd look at tunas, but nobody would go. But finally, this one guy decided to test it out. And every, th every time he ate it, <laughs> Every time he ate it, the guys would tease him. So anyway, there was a lot of teasing going on. A lot of teasing going on. So um, there was a commercial at that time on TV for Starkist Tuna. Wow. And the little cartoon character was Charlie the Tuna, right? And Charlie would always try and bite the, the hook to get to be a Starkist Tuna. But they'd always say, sorry, Charlie. That's so Is that specific. why it's called tunas? Yeah. Wow, That's that is so, so crazy. specific. That is. Not, ch not Charlie's. Nope, tunas. Yeah, tunas. There's toes near there, too, yeah? Is that toes is further Toes is further down. West. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why is it called toes? Right, now, this one came from Randy Rarick, again, the same guy that gave me gums. Yeah. Randy used to live inshore in there. And this is the early days when no leashes but and longboards mm -hmm. and but foam boards. Yeah. So anyway, they were he was out surfing with some of the neighborhood kids one day and somebody ran up on the nose and you know they got they got ten on the nose. So Randy yelled out, Wow, you got toes in other words, toes on the nose yeah. on that ride and the name stuck. That's it. So Randy named that spot? He did. Do you know what it was called before? No, I don't. That's so interesting. That's very interesting. It's weird how certain words or just phrases get picked up and all they of a sudden do. that's, right. the, that's, that's the name of the spot. spot. That's wild. Yeah. Can we go back to your days at Sandy's? Sure. You were the lifeguard there? So this was Two in the years. early 70s. 70 to 72. Hours. How was that? That's a Because that's a pretty heavy beach to body surf at. Right. So Sandy Beach is on the southeastern coast on your way to Hanama Bay. Yes. Or past Hanama Bay. Oh, sorry. Past Hanama Bay. If you're depending on, right. Hanalo. Going toward Makapu. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. And it's known as, I mean, it has, isn't it still the, one of the most dangerous shore breaks there are more injuries at sandy beach even till this day than any other beach in the hawaiian islands that's crazy i believe it yeah me too and there's so many 
was it as popular as it is now? I mean, well, I know growing up, like in the late 80s and 90s, it was pretty popular. In fact, the Gotcha Pro used to be at Sandy yes. Beach. And that was it was we were, that beach was on the tour before. No way. It was really? yeah out Sandy's at full point. Full point. Full point. Full point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. That's so, a good wave. Yeah. Shore break. So yeah, it was, I was a pretty. Say. No, it's always a pretty popular popular beach then. But I feel like now with the GoPros and people wanting to capture oh, photos, yeah. there's so many photographers in the water now. It's kind of wild. Obama's now. body surf Obama there. Obama blew right? it up. <laughs> so, but was it like that in the 70s too? It was. Really? It's really? Al- it's always been the go-to spot for teens and 20s. Mm. Huh. And that that really kicked off um, after World War II, like from the 50s on, all the high school kids on both sides of the island would go to Sandy Beach. Wow. Really? Yes. That's a drive. Yes. I don't... I don't I'm, even drive there because it's kind of too far for me. It's just too gnarly. I don't get in the water there. Oh, yeah. Have you had to do a lot of rescues there? I did a lot of rescues. I was really lucky. I never had any fatalities when I worked there. Uh, dislocated shoulders, you know. Is that like the most common kind of injury there? Yeah, they're usually kind of minor stuff. I yeah. mean, people people are getting this stuff in the Shorebreak, right? They yeah. get body slammed and then whatever happens. Um, a lot of lost bathing suits, that oh, kind of stuff. that's oh, fun. I get that. <laughs> I could see that happening for sure. You know, tie your, tie your cord right, you can lose your trunks easy <laughs> over there. That's true. Gosh, that's such a gnarly beach. Yeah, why is it so, what what makes it so dangerous there? I mean, is there a sp- certain, like, the shore break breaks in a certain way, or? Well, that's the east end of the island, right? Yeah. And if you think about it, there's nothing between the beach and the open ocean. That's true. So you've got a point of land there, the eastern end of the island, sticking out into the Kaibi Channel. Mm-hmm. And anytime there's any type of any size swell from any direction, it's just smoking right into the beach. Huh. So you have the you have your fairly shallow uh, reef bottom out there. Yeah. You know maybe six to eight feet, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it just hits the sandbar, and then you're right, and the wave breaks, and you're just right on the beach. Is it called Sandy's because you get so sandy by the time you're done? <laughs> No. Because you find sand in your in your ear and in your hair for the next few weeks. Good question. So here here's how Sandy Beach got its name. The road between Hanama Bay and Sandy Beach was yeah. built in the 1930s. As soon as that road opened, the Ulua fishermen started going out there to fish at the blowhole and, and along the sea cliffs. Mm-hmm. So they would go to the blowhole and they would actually camp where the blowhole parking lot is now. And they called Sandy Beach Blowhole Sand Beach. Oh. Oh. Back to the 1930s, Blowhole Sand Beach. Okay. So from Blowhole Sand Beach to the Ulua fishermen, we got Sandy's to us today. Wow. Wow, that's so interesting. And then right next door is Irma's, Irma's. which is after a food truck, a yeah. lunch wagon. Yeah, it's called Irma's. It's called Irma's. It doesn't exist anymore. And there's been some food truck drama going on at Sandy Beach recently. Oh, yeah. I, ju- I just texted him because, you know, there's all the food trucks that line up right at the parking lot entrance. I do. There's now a big sign that says no vendors. And all of them have moved further down, not quite to where Irma's is, but closer to that The other light. exit. Right, yeah. and they've set up camp, and there's tents and tables and chairs. I don't I know what's going on there. Drama. I was just there, yeah, drama. I was just there a couple of days ago. Drove past, and you're right; they've all relocated down to that that more eastern exit from yeah, the park. Yeah, I wonder why. 
I need to go find that'll be another podcast <laughs> I need to find out another podcast oh, for it's another just time killing me and I think we should just wrap this one up okay even though it's been so good to talk to you and it's been so good to listen to all of these stories I know these are I could talk to you forever I know that's the thing we gotta stop it now or else this podcast I is know gonna, this is gonna be our first four hour part podcast part two Part two? We no. will definitely have a part two. Yeah, this I is got, great. I'm going to compile a list of surf spot names I want to know about. <laughs> right. And then I could just drop knowledge yeah, on Yeah, we could do this for water. a blog post later, too. Absolutely. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, Thanks thank you, John. Thanks for stopping by. My pleasure. Oh, My it, was pleasure. So, it was so... No one's going to see this handshake, but we're shaking hands. <laughs> very, very local style shake hands. Very, yeah. That's well, another we thing we We didn't do the shoulder do. bump, though. <laughs> yeah, the awkward. We're yeah. talking about how awkward it is sometimes to shake hands with people or kiss them on the cheek and... You don't know if they're going to come in for the kiss or the hug or... It's an awkward do social. A five, do a fist bump. The fist bump. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's easy. Keep some distance. That's when you, you know <laughs> what's going on. Do you have any other projects you're working on now? Are there any books you're writing right now? I am working on a, a neat <coughs> place name book. Oh, cool. I'm gathering information from the Hawaiian language nas- uh, newspapers on place names on Ni'ihau. That wow. is fascinating. That Are is you fascinating. going to Ni'ihau and... Visiting. I've been a couple times. Um, is there any the good surf over there? There is. Ooh. You're but not that, going, Kevin. I gotta get there. No, I'm not authorizing your vacation. <laughs> that, that's another story for another day. Absolutely. Oh, Niihau surf. Yeah, should have known. Is there anywhere else uh, people can find you or? Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> at Publix in the at morning. Publix, yeah, at Publix, yeah. Board. <laughs> no, I, I'm. I'm like I'm a dinosaur when it comes to social media. Ain't so. nothing wrong with that. So am I. <laughs> You are not. I don't have one. I know. That's a recent thing. That is a recent thing. Well, if anyone has any topics or ideas for us, they can always just email us at media at hawaiimagazine.com. And they can also just post on our Instagram, uh, at Hawaii Magazine, and tag hashtag havealoha.willtravel. You can visit our website, hawaiimagazine.com. And you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud. I think we'll be on iTunes by now. I hope so. I, we're gonna. I think I'm gonna get us on there. I think John Clark is gonna push us over the I, edge. John Clark, you're actually probably gonna be. <laughs> our you're gonna first. blow up our podcast. Yeah, you're gonna be iTunes famous, John Clark. <laughs> you should think about doing your own podcast. You could. No, I, I need the I need the technical help like you guys. No, he's not really that helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly rude. I'm gonna end this podcast before I get insulted more. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.